When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. As you know, I am Maya, the singer, the songwriter, the video maker, the Oakland native, and today I'm a film fanatic. I'm also a huge fan of history. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, and anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. Each day I'm going to share one of my favorite deep cuts with you, so let's take a look at today's story. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so. Don't leave too soon, I'm gonna teach you stuff, no it won't be tough, gonna go a year till you've had enough, it's 365. Today in 2017, Star Wars The Last Jedi premiered in Los Angeles. It broke records on its opening night, grossing $45 million. It even beat out Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows too, though it couldn't touch the record of its brother film, The Force Awakens. It's the longest Star Wars movie to date, inching ahead of Attack of the Clones. The Last Jedi made more money in its opening weekend than any Ryan Johnson's films had ever made. And now, spoilers incoming. The film begins immediately where The Force Awakens left off, and Luke Skywalker's first words to Rey are, Who are you? Leia leads the evacuation of the destroyed Starkiller base, and Poe Dameron leads a secret counterattack. From there, the film spirals into a classic galaxy warfare. Ryan Johnson didn't take his assignment of directing such a well-loved franchise lightly. He did a lot of research to make sure his rendition was up to the standards set by earlier films. He also used films out of the franchise to help direct his vision for what his own take on Star Wars would become. He watched the World War II Air Force drama, 12 O'Clock High for aerial combat scenes, Three Outlaw Samurai for sword fighting, and the Hitchcock thriller To Catch a Thief for its grand aesthetics. Johnson came up with the title, The Last Jedi, when he was working on the film and had to keep it a secret for several years while he was writing the script. The Last Jedi refers to Luke Skywalker. John Williams wrote the score for the movie, and it certainly wasn't his first time at the rodeo. It was actually his eighth Star Wars score. When Johnson was asked if his approach would be to score it towards classic themes or to go in new directions, he simply replied, my approach is to hand the movie to John Williams. The Last Jedi ended up being a polarizing moment in Star Wars Saga. Some say it has too many plot holes. It wasn't an easy road for the cast and crew either. Initially, Mark Hamill was unhappy with the direction of Luke's character, though he was able to resolve the issue with the director over the course of filming. The film also went through some complications when the franchise was purchased by Disney from George Lucas. A lot of the ideas for the prequels were dropped. One of the only elements that was kept was the plot of Luke training a young female apprentice. The Last Jedi included a big helping of Star Wars firsts, some of which you might not have noticed in the first watch. When Yoda comes in, it's the first time a Force ghost interacted with physical matter. Luke's astral Force projection, which let him see events out of his Force of Influence, was also new to the film. It was the first major trilogy film that didn't feature any lightsaber crossings either. It also contained shoutouts to lots of other films in the series. The golden dice that Luke gives to Leia in the Rebellion bunker are from the Millennium Falcon, where they were hanging in the cockpit. When Luke takes the lightsaber from Ren, 
When they first meet, his hand has a scar. It's the scar that he got from a laser blast while fighting about the Sarlacc pit on Jabba's barge in Return of the Jedi. Then, when Luke wraps Rey over the knuckles, it's a shout-out to when Yoda trained Luke in The Empire Strikes Back. The movie had a few fun cameos as well. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who's worked with Ryan Johnson often, voiced the alien who tells the police that Finn and Rosie were illegally parked. Gareth Edwards, the director of Rogue One, plays a resistance soldier in the trenches. Tom Hardy and Gary Barlow, as well as Prince William and Prince Harry, make cameos as stormtroopers. The stunt doubles in The Last Jedi are even the same stunt doubles as used in the Game of Thrones series. The loss of Carrie Fisher was a huge tragedy for the Star Wars community. The filmmakers managed to make the film an homage to her by not altering her dialogue, and luckily her scenes had already finished filming. She also helped write the script, as she'd done many, many times for films throughout her career. Sadly, Carrie Fisher wasn't the only Last Jedi loss. The actor who portrayed R2-D2, Kenny Baker, also passed away before the movie started filming, and Jimmy V replaced him. Carrie Fisher left multiple marks on the film. She was the one who encouraged Ryan Johnson to embrace the aesthetic of space jewelry for the characters, and her French bulldog Gary made a cameo at the Canto Bright Casino, which is on the planet Cantonica. The casino was the largest and most expensive set built for a Star Wars film. It took 16 weeks to build. All in all, the film has 125 sets. One year before The Last Jedi premiered, in 2016, rapper and singer Post Malone released Stoney, his debut album. It was put out by Republic Records. Malone had lots of guests on the album, like Justin Bieber, Kehlani, and Quavo. In a rare move, the regular album and the deluxe edition were released on the same day, on which Two Chains also appears. It debuted at number 6 on the Billboard 100 and peaked at number 4. The single Congratulations was certified Diamond by the Recording Industry Association of America, and the album was certified Triple Platinum. I personally really love this album, and I have like really fond memories associated with listening to Stoney. Um, my whole family actually really liked it, so we'd listen to it together, and I still am a big Post Malone fan. <laughs> And now for our final segment of the day, I will be going through my own photo archives to see what I was up to on December 9th in my life. I really have like so little photos from any December dates in my life. This is kind of hilarious. Like 2018, I have like a 20 day gap between when I took photos and there's just nothing else there. So majority of my memories will be things that happened to me last year. December 9th, um, 2019, let me look at my calendar. I didn't play a show, but I was in Bristol that day, um, still on tour with Robbie, opening up for him in the UK. And I really liked Bristol. I remember like thinking it was super, super pretty. I would love to go back. Um, I just, I, I can't because we were in the middle of a pandemic, but it was a really beautiful city. And I wish that I had gotten to spend more time. Uh, I believe the 10th is when I actually played the show. So that'll be my memory for tomorrow. But that's all for today. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow. If you please, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and follow along at 365 Days MXM Tune on your preferred social media platforms. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff. No, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 